Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. And I'm Mercy Medina. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. And Jay, what are we doing this week? Uh, well, this week, it's uh, another departure from our journeys across Hyrule as we uh, take a journey into the, the worlds of uh, Studio Ghibli. Um, specifically, uh, Laputa, or Castle of the Sky. I only just found out yesterday when I was doing a little research that this was released in the West as just Castle in the Sky. Yes. Um, do you know why? <laughs> you know why. No, go on. <laughs> you know why. No? No. You know what La Puta means in Spanish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there and you go. Fun fact. Fun fact. When I, my mom one day asked me, like, what's your favorite film? And I said, Castle in the Sky. But then um, one day um, I told her, like, it's called, don't get alarmed. <laughs> it's called La Puta. <laughs> uh, la Puta, right? In Japanese. And she was, La what? <laughs> 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 for for uh, listeners who don't know what La Puta means, in Spanish it means, can I say it? Oh, yeah. The whore. The slut. <laughs> That's what it means. Lies the article for the female the female substantive, right? And puta is the, the word that that means whore, right? Um, it's very funny. It's extremely funny. When you hear the dub in Spanish, mm. in like the um, European Spanish, they go, la puta. And he's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it seriously. <laughs> they, they say it once in the Spanish dub, and that's enough to lose me. <laughs> you have to say how do you guys say it? Lapita. Lapita. Th- that sounds yeah. better. Yeah. That sounds better because you, it, it's a single word for you guys. Right, yeah, we you yeah. don't put it on the poop. Yeah, exactly. La puta. <laughs> Pikachu. Exactly. <laughs> but it's um it's an amazing film for many reasons. But I wanna hear your opinions mm. about it. But Jay, you're a bit more of an anime weave than me. What's your like Studio Ghibli history? Uh surprisingly not that well versed to be honest um and maybe we'll people this later on the pod but i think the this cast might actually be a good opportunity to explore a few uh, uh ghibli films um i've seen totoro mm. um i'm sure i've seen spirited away at some point but it's gonna be some time ago um and I think uh-huh. I. No, maybe I'm thinking I've I've seen clips of just clips of Lupin the Third, but I've not actually seen oh, the, the, the Ghibli film. Um, so yeah, like really not that well versed at all in uh, in, in in Ghibli, which uh, is uh, a, a cardinal well, sin. I feel being a fan of anime <laughs> and not not being uh, that well versed in Ghibli. But yeah, this is uh, this is like what their sick or the first film was. Studio Ghibli, or the second? Mm-hmm. This one? You mean Laputa? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. this one is the first... Laputa was the first film, like, by Studio Ghibli, like, mm. when... After they formally became, like, a a studio. So everything before that was only, like, Miyazaki's work. Just Miyazaki, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um... And, yeah. All right, what do you think? I mean, what was it? Yeah, so for me, I, I watched a fair amount of Ghibli back in high school just because people were into it. Mm. So I saw, like, Howl's Moving Castle, Spirited Away. Mm. But basically, I'm a noob. <laughs> uh, I mean, the two you have seen, like, the main. Yeah, but oh, I saw them the 20 years ago. Oh, once. Yeah, sure. So, like. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. And then, like Jay, I was like. Between this podcast, where it's like, we're going to have to do this one. When we get round to Breath of the Wild later, we'll have to do Princess Mononoke, I think. Mm. And then also mm. the Films and Filth podcast, we've got a couple of Ghiblis coming up. Excellent. And on Dating Mercy, it's like, okay, it's time for me to start watching the Ghiblis. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm a big, big nerd. A Ghibli nerd. I really, really like his work. Mm. Mm. 
I mean, Miyazaki's work. I mean, I guess all of Ghibli, but because we don't, it's not only Miyazaki, right? He, you know, we had other directors. Uh, one of one of them sadly already passed, and then the other one is Miyazaki's son. Oh wow! Which imagine imagine walking behind that shadow. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the expectations of you being are cast. Yeah, exactly, wow. exactly. So, um, and he has directed a few films, but his dad doesn't like him. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh no so it's, it's like that poor guy you know but he's doing his best didn't you tell me that Miyazaki walked out of one of them yeah Miyazaki <gasps> walked out of uh, Tales oh. of Earthsea oh that would oh, that would be so crushing oh my god oh I would I would not never be able to like survive that and now that after The Boy and the Heron by the way oh yeah he said it's not his final film yeah, like, <laughs> yeah he's not gonna retire and he's like sir it would have been the perfect movie to retire from and I like to retire at sorry and imagine just retiring and waking up at 8 yeah just being an old man and waking up at 8 a.m. and being like um I'm just gonna have my pills yeah but you get there some people just can't retire right yeah their life was their work and some, some people retire and just die <laughs> like so my, I think uh, if he ever did retire he'd be one of them my uh my grand and my day they um they worked until like their their bodies pretty much said nah no no more like um that's intense like my uh very appropriate for my film for this film my day was a, a minor and then he um mm. like af- after he should have retired like in his late 60s he just ended up getting a job and um, was a cleaner somewhere um and then yeah until eventually that's wild as well but yeah v- very appropriate for the wild. film obviously with it being being a minor mm. and how this film opens mm. and such as well with uh the mining community. Uh, and I don't know if Miyazaki uh, gave up smoking, but he's very, a very prolific smoker. Mm. Like, he smokes a bunch. Like, in, in the behind the scenes when he's doing the, um, the screenplays and whatever, he has, like, a like a mountain of, of what, how do you call them? Yeah. The butts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, butts. Yeah, the butts. The cigarette butts. And I'm like, man, at your age, smoking and going, like, continuing on this very very stressful job i don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna go but i mean i think maybe i hope hopefully he 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 decides to retire because i know sorry i know the podcast this podcast is not about the boy and the heron it's about lapita but when i compare the two films i'm like man this is like a perfect way to end a career (laughs) with the boy and the heron Mm. Yeah, and Lapita is so different, right? Yeah. Like the tone and, and the rhythm and the characters are just different compared to his later work. So, very interesting. It would be really interesting to compare too. But then again, it's Lapita time. Yes. So. The movie is about this girl Wait, yeah, it's about this girl called Sheeta, and she she falls from the sky. Um, just just as you hear the fox, she falls from the sky, and then this boy called Patsu, she finds her, and they are escaping together because Sheeta is being chased after by the by the government because they want something of hers because it could lead them to the ancient. Uh, floating city of Raputa. And that's the movie. Mm. Is, that, is that good enough? Yeah, it's okay. okay. <laughs> Alright. So, obviously, Castle in the Sky mm. and the imagery of a castle in the sky. Mm-hmm. Mm. The, immediately, right, that's why we're thinking it might be worth connecting it to <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, big floating castle. Um, and even like the sort of like the, you know, the technology being present from the sky it's big tears of the kingdom energy right away but yeah i mean the castle immediately we've got hyrule castle floated above hyrule field throughout the whole game for you to visualize um it's incredible and then but then more than that it's specifically this is a film about an ancient civilization who lived in the sky mm-hmm. and came down and mined a special rock from underground, <laughs> yeah. which only they could use for their technology. <laughs> and then incredible, you go up to the sky and there's their old robots are still clunking around doing mm-hmm. what they used to do. Mm-hmm. It's very, very similar. 
we were talking at one point about how like so many Japanese games mm. have that motif, right? It's kind of a fantasy setting, but there's ancient technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were like, oh, um, I wonder what the shared origin of that is. I think it's just this film. Yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Like, I... I, I will not be surprised. I think I brought up... I can't remember if it was on a recording or if it was just us chatting after a pod, maybe, but I brought up Final Fantasy, uh, specifically mm. the first one. Like, has an ancient civilization um that have a what's called the floating fortress and it's just filled with robots and machinery um and they got um who's the illustrator that does all the logos um amino the the the, like lead illustrator for final fantasy did a illustration of the floating fortress from final fantasy one and it, it's it's just Lapidoth. It's just Lapidoth. Like it's clearly what he's drawing there. Um, and um, uh, Sakaguchi, um, you know, grandfather mm. of Final Fantasy. He, um, yeah. I think he's been on record saying that, um, not just Lapita but Ghibli as a whole has really inspired a lot of um, like Final Fantasies, like world design, like. Like things mm-hmm. like you know the airships, you know the the the, the floating structures and the, the ancient civilizations in the sky, um, mm-hmm. you know the kind of more grounded, like uh, fantasy worlds on the on the surface. But then as you go into the, you know into the floating up to the sky, it's more technological and 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 out there. Um, yeah, yeah, like there's a lot of design inspiration in Final Fantasy, and that's what I think immediately came to mind. But Obviously, this for this being oh, yeah. <laughs> Mario Brothers three was also two years after this film. Oh, okay. With flying fortresses and yeah, oh my god. But uh, so I want to read you a line from the Wikipedia on Castle in the Sky because mm. I find it hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, Miyazaki was part. The film was partly inspired by Miyazaki's oh, trips yeah. to Wales, mm-hmm. where he witnessed the aftermath of the nineteen eighty four coal miners strike. Oh yeah. yeah. Also, <laughs> yep. I, I just I love the idea that you know Welsh miners going on strike inspired this film, which then inspired the entire Japanese video game industry. So been around it, around around a bit where we can thank Thatcher for something. Yeah, <laughs> no, we can't. He, and he said something like, <sighs> "Sorry," he said something like, "I inspired they inspire me because something like." Those men that lived that like that, you know, they they, mm. they they stood their ground and died like that too, or something like that. And I'm like, well, Miyazaki has this very particular personality, man. Mm. And um, like he he's so connected with nature, with mm-hmm. the themes of nature and mm-hmm. humanity. Um, it's incredible how he mixes the two of them in his films. Well, and also. He has a very interesting idea of masculinity. Yeah. Because he does like manly men, mm-hmm. but also he's a pacifist. And so I can understand why a coal miner strike would be... That's his image, right? Because they're, they're strong and manly and they fought for their rights, mm-hmm. but they didn't fight. Right. They were strong in different ways. So that, mm-hmm. yeah. In the movie, they do fight. Remember when... when the, yeah, there's a little the bit dollar... of a, a rumble. Yeah, yeah, but have, they don't uh, shoot and kill. They just the great, yeah. uh, have a, yes, a jolly punch up. Is one, yeah, the jolly uh, one. a jolly punch up. God, he's so British. Excuse him. <laughs> the big um, shirt ripping flex off that they have as well. Oh yeah, that's the funniest thing, and he does it again in Porco Rosso. Uh-huh. And it's Porco Rosso is also one of is my second favorite film. Um, and I, because I like the theme of like big stupid man. Mm. <laughs> Animated, of course. Hola. <laughs> Animated, of course. Um, but um, I never saw it like that. Like as you said, like um, masculinity. I mean, it's like his masculinity is a very particular way of presenting men hmm. because they're not looking to fight. They can defend themselves and they can act, but that is not from like he doesn't gender that, that kind of like hmm. particular characteristic of a person. Hmm. Because he has a lot of leader women. Yeah, well, there's the famous quote where someone asked him, like, um, oh, why are you so good at writing women? women? And he says, because I write people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like his women. Like, his earrings. How do you pronounce it? 
Heroines. Heroines, sorry. I didn't but mean the Think drug. of the drug, not the bird. <laughs> what? Think of the drug, not the bird. Oh, okay. It's a heroine, not a heroine. Heroine, okay. I I really love his women. And Dola is one of my favorite. And I told Luke, she's like, oh my great. God. Yeah, like Dola's coming, man. Dola's here. I, I love, and of course, like you see Dola and you see her husband, and it's pretty much like mm-hmm. like the mirror image of Paso and, and Gita, right? Yeah. And that's another reason why she loves them, loved them that much. Um, but I do like, from Miyazaki, one of the other things that I like, and maybe you can see it in Zelda as well, but maybe not. Like, Ganon is not, like, he's evil, like, evil, mm. evil, evil, right? Yeah. But I'm pretty sure, um, that, I mean, maybe he, this is not exclusive. Like, it's not necessarily, like, inspired from, from Miyazaki, but Miyazaki has characters that are initially bad, and they become good. They are gray, mm. right? They help the, the main character, or they they um, ease up to them, right? Yeah, um, maybe not throughout all of Zelda, but in Skyward Sword, which is, again, obviously very inspired by Lepta. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Gris. Gris is yeah. a, such a Ghibli character. Yeah. He's like the big, goofy bully at the start oh, of the game, man. but then he's the hero by the end. Oh, there he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And right at the end, he's like, they discover Hyrule, and he's like, this is a great quest. People will talk about it one day. The Legend of Gris. Gris <laughs> <laughs> is... That's oh. beautiful. Everyone loves Gris, and yeah, he's Everyone got a great theme tune and everything. Great theme as well. Skyward Sword. Was it the Wii game? Skyward Sword's the one my tattoo is based on. Yeah, the Wii game. Oh. There was one for the Wii U. Which one was that? The Wii U just had two like HD ports of the old ones. Oh, okay. And, and technically, Breath of the Wild. Mm, oh, okay, okay. Oh, I see, okay. Yeah. Mm. But um, So we'll go back to this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, almost yeah. the first image is she's falling out of the sky and then her stone lights up and saves her. Yeah. And I, lit- <laughs> I pulled up the start of Tears of the Kingdom to show Mercy. And she's like, this is why we're talking about this film yeah, on this podcast. Like, oh, my God. He's like, so right. When you suggested that we do this, um, do this podcast on this film, like, I, you know, Castle in the Sky, you know, ancient civilization. I knew, I knew that much going in, so I was like, okay, I, I get it. That, that, that's probably a, a fair comparison. And then that first scene, <laughs> you see her falling, <laughs> and I thought, okay, look, yeah, I get it now. I definitely well, get it why we're doing this. And she almost falls from the sky down into that big mine shaft, which would have been like literally what you do in the game, where you jump from the sky down into a chasm into the depths. Mm, mm-hmm. But he catches her. He does catch her. Nearly and fought. that stone that she wears, <laughs> yeah. the like the Laputa stone. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first moved to Japan, I would see. I, there. I can see one right <laughs> in here. I would see much of that, and I would always have to double, like double take, because I thought it was Zelda much. Oh, okay. Oh. Like it looks like it could be the Hyrule Shield or something like. You'd see Zelda airing. Mm-hmm. I was, I was like, I was looking like, oh no, there's no Triforce. It's not. Right. And it was, it wasn't until fairly recently I realised it's from Laputa. Yeah. But I would see that around all the time, and every time I'd be like, oh, is that? No, it's not. When you saw it in my room, you thought it was like Zelda marriage. No, I, I was used to it by that point. Okay. He was worn by that point. Yeah. He knew what he was getting into, kinda <laughs> partially. <laughs> like Zelda's always had, um, like sacred stones like MacGuffin items mm-hmm. right like right. even going back to I think Link to the Past you got them from the sages mm-hmm. in that game um, yep. you've got the three stones at the start of Ocarina of Time um, mm. and then of course the actual secret stones in, uh, in Tears of the Kingdom which uh, yeah in Tears of the Kingdom they're more like Magathamas. Right. yes they are yeah yeah but it's uh, again I wouldn't put it Past them being another inspiration drawn from from uh, Laputa. Right. There is another character we haven't talked about, which, which is my favorite character in the film. The robot. Yes. We'll get to, oh, we'll get to the robot, don't you worry. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was so excited to talk about the robot. Yeah, um, Mercy loves that robot. You've got quite a lot of like badges and stuff of it. Yes. And it's very cool. The, the first appearance of the robot, um, I was thinking not so much... Tears of the Kingdom, but Breath of the Wild. Yep, yep, exactly what I was thinking as well. Like the the laser beams, the menace around the robot, mm-hmm. like very much well a guardian, right? Like that's obviously yeah. what, mm. what they're going yeah. for. 
Um, right down, like the the actual effect on the beam is almost exactly the same as the mm-hmm. Guardian. Mm-hmm. Especially, do you remember that very first look we got at Breath of the Wild, where uh, it's like Alnuma sat in front of the map, and then it starts playing, and he gets chased by the Guardian. Yes, yeah, it was kind of like a tech demo style. It wasn't like Kinda, actual yeah. gameplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. But the way the Guardian did the beam in that, especially, it's like the way like the the light comes out and then focuses into the beam. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like frame for frame the animation of this this robot shooting its beam. Yep. And then yeah, the way it, and also the fact that it's like supposed to be on her side, but then it's just on a rampage against everyone else. And he the, wants to the protect way, her. Mm-hmm. And the way it moved when it was on all fours at the start as well. Yeah. Um, I've heard that, like, once we watch one and okay, there's something else which is more like how the Guardians move. Oh, right. But, um, yeah, in terms of, like, going on a beam rampage, mm. it was spot on. And then later when we're in Laputa, we see the ones with, like, the moss growing over them. That's also imagery they use for the Guardians in... Like when you find the old decayed ones lying around. Mm-hmm. That's right. But the way these ones act and the fact that they're kind of acted as, you know, caretakers almost in a way for, for Lapita, like, mm-hmm. you know, making mm-hmm. sure the birds are tended and the yeah. flower gardens and such. That's very much like the constructs that you find on the Great Sky Island in Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. Like they're still, still doing the tasks they were programmed to do by... Um, well, Minoru in, in Tears of the Kingdom all those years ago. Um, and that's what the, the robot fellas in, in Laputa are doing. Is, uh... There's actually a scene near the start of the game mm-hmm. where you find some of those constructs mm-hmm. and you're with... There's like this ghost guy and that's who gives you the arm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's the the king of Hyrule. The first king of Hyrule, yeah. That's what I... That's, I know my games. <laughs> Go ahead. It's a different one from the one you're thinking of from Breath of the Wild. Oh, Lord, come on. This is like a big goat guy. A big goat? Yeah. He looks like a goat? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go off. Um, anyway, so you find like the robots in Laputa, uh-huh. and they're just like doing, like like chopping trees or whatever, for no one, because no one's left. Okay. And he's like, oh, it's kind of sad. They could rest if they wanted. Aww. <laughs> but they don't, because that's their task. Oh, I just called it Laputa. I mean, yeah, <laughs> the, the Great Plateau in Zelda, but yeah. yeah. The, Great the Island, mate, but yeah. <laughs> and, and you show me the little robots. Yeah. Yeah, I feel sad for them. But I mean, in the end, at the end of the day, it's like, that gives them purpose and like a, yeah. a reason to continue. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, there is a you know a, a real tinge of bittersweetness about it though, right? Like... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is Like, I, I, I do find it sad that they're still doing these tasks for a civilization that's, that's no longer there. But mm-hmm. until eventually they... Well, I mean, when like when the you know when the kids are walking around Laputa, they, they see all the broken down bodies of the of the robots. You know, oh, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it is really sad. And you, you again, you, that's exactly the same situation with the constructs in Tears of the Kingdom. Like you'll find like constructs that have just stopped moving, and you can they serve a function in the game. You can go up to them and salvage some parts of them so this they still serve a purpose even after they've uh, broken down but it is uh it's still sad when you think about it it's absolutely sad yeah mm-hmm. but i mean i guess one of the when i saw this this movie for the first time i remember it very vividly mm. the the robot really caught my attention i was like oh my goodness like there is such a deep sense of service and mm. of selflessness and of just devotion that I I just couldn't peel my eyes away from. And I I'm like I wanna feel that protected. Mm. You know? So I I want to keep that image of the robot in, in me, like in my mind, so I can so I can feel that loved. And that's one of the reasons why I love that robot so much. And when I saw because in the okay, so in Japan, in Tokyo, there is the Ghibli Museum. Right, and no wait, yeah, museum, and you can take pictures inside, whatever. But the picture, the 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 place where you can take pictures is on the rooftop, and there is a robot there, mm. and uh-huh. he's a gar- yeah a garden robot with the like a like an exact replica of yeah. what he would be, uh, how how tall he would be, and they also have the cubes, 
de la pita, de la puta en cubes. And when I saw him for the first time, I almost cried. Mm-hmm. It made me feel so emotional. So it's because the pose that, that, that he's like, the pose of the statue, he's looking down. Mm. He's looking down at you. He's like two meters something. Yeah. It's a big boy. <laughs> um, but that, that robot is, it's incredible. But they're also really scary because they have the full capacity of killing and destroying. Yeah. And mm. Muska, the, the main villain, right? Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He's not afraid of, I don't want to say it like this, but I, I'm going to do it, tainting things. Mm. So um, so they can, they can do his bidding. Right. Well, I've I've heard people say that in terms of Ghibli villains, mm. he's like one of the most Vicious. just. He's just evil, right? Yes, he's. There's no evil. like, oh, he's got this going no. for him. Like he's just a no. dick. No, he has no redeeming um, qualities. He's one of the most terrifying um, mm. villains, and that's another reason why. That's another reason why Japanese uh, fandom they make fun of him like crazy, <laughs> like crazy. Because he's just real being them. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole... Oh, that's... Oh, Zelda never had... I mean, Zelda has shades of grey and, like, but you have mid-level Ganon. villains. But then Ganon is always just, like... The just... Only one he's that, like the king of evil. The only Ganondorf that, that kind of has something... Like a, 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 another kind of motive going for him beyond I just want to rule the world um, is probably Wind Waker Ganon. Like, but he's just old and tired and wants to stop. <laughs> he wants to stop. He also just wants to get back what he lost. He wants Hyrule back, right? Like, that's mm. that's his motive. Like, feel like pure shit, just want Hyrule back. <laughs> <laughs> but can he stop? No, nah, he, can't, he can't stop himself. That's no. addictive. That's sad. That's, that's part of the curse. Part right. of the, uh, the cycle. The great cycle. Mm. He'll be born again. He'll be... Maybe fated. Okay. We're gonna do this forever. <laughs> <laughs> and like at the end of the movie, I think there's a lot of symbolism in this. In that, mm. specifically in the end. So I mean, the whole movie is about how nature is the only thing that will prevail humanity, mm. right? Like beyond our the technology, as cool as it as as nice as we can make it, the only thing that matters is nature. And, and nature will prevail and survive on its own. Mm. Like, it doesn't need us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, and at the end of the movie, Muska is blind. Right? Like, he goes blind. Yeah. Because of the, because of yeah, the, the light from the, from flash the spell. Of the, that's right, yeah. yeah. From the spell. And he's just wandering around, lost, just saying, my eyes, my eyes. And that's the, the last thing we see of him. Mm. Like, at the end of the day, like... When he was this king, right? Right, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm the king of Laputa, whatever." Which, by the way, very problematic that he was like keeping. You know, he was like, "Oh, you and I were gonna spend a lot of time together, Shita." You know. Yeah. And I was like, mm, "Yeah, mm-mm, eh, eh, no, problematic. Stop the shit." But, um, him going blind, I was like, "Okay, this is incredible." He like there was a lot of shots, like a lot of, a lot of what? How do you call the shots? Yeah, of his eyes only. Mm. Many times throughout the film, because he's ambitious and he he sees the goal and he wants to go get it, and at the end of the day, he lost that too, mm-hmm. and he's like he forfeit his life. <laughs> he did it on he did it for like on his you know to yeah. himself. That's what he deserves. But there's also like I could definitely see how someone could tie this film to just like recent Japanese history and like imperialism. Oh, absolutely, and like. Yes, I He's criticizing anyone who wants to go back to mm-hmm. the old ways, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like people can say because he's always saying, like, "Oh, I just want to reclaim my birthright. I want to restore my kingdom, yeah. whatever." But like that's just an excuse to be militarist. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I think yeah, like, uh, has no time for that. Mm-hmm. Just like Ganondorf in the Wind Waker, <laughs> tying it back. Yeah. <laughs> just as far as I or know, or just like half the LDP today. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. As far as I know, Miyazaki, he's, um, he's a lefty, I'm kidding, <laughs> like, he's not, um, he's anti, anti-nuclear yeah. weapons. I don't think he's a lefty in terms of, like, labor movements. No, 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 but, like, you know what I mean, at least he's yeah. not, he, he doesn't like fascism, that's mm. what I'm trying to say, um, 
I mean, this is a quote from from another from my second favorite movie. Mm-hmm. But like, he's a pig, in in fascist Italy. Yeah, and he meets up with this guy. We he he they used to be friends, and he's like, "Come on, join us." He he tells a pig, "Join us, whatever." Yeah. And he's like, "I'd rather be a pig than a fascist." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Fucking metal, man! <laughs> Fucking metal!" The movie's incredible, by the way. You would yeah, like we'll watch it. it. We'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that Miyazaki he doesn't. As far as I know, I don't know if it has changed in the later years. I've been waiting his um an interview and like his essays. I read them and I didn't see any a lick of fascism. Then again, I could be wrong. And please correct me, listeners, if if he is. No, listeners, please don't tweet us in with your bullshit about why such and such is actually fascist. Like, <laughs> okay, never mind. Grow up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> actually, no. Actually, the um. Because of the <laughs> the scene here, uh, I think actually he secretly he is fascist. Okay, like, okay. Then, ne- then never mind. Go yeah. touch grass. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't talk to me on Twitter.com if it's not about anime. <laughs> the, but I, I, the correct yeah. take, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I saw. Um, I, I was curious, and I looked through the um, who did the dub for the you know the Disney version of this, and I yeah. saw that um, Musco was done by um, Mark Hamill. Um, which oh, okay. you know really fits. Um, um, he's Luke Skywalker, oh, but shit. since then he's mostly a voice actor. Oh, he's yeah. he's the main guy who's played the Joker for the past like oh, thirty really, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was. Really? He's a really good kind of villain he's voice actor. Fire Lord. Um, Ozai. Ozai. Yep. He was he's also. The Fire Lord? Yeah. He's also the in the PS2 dub of the first Yakuza game. He's Majima as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one reason that I kind of do want to go back and play that version one day. It's just because they've never done a dub since, right? They just do subtitles. No, no, um, um, they've done dubs of uh, uh, like uh, like a dragon seven and uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's really dubbed now. I mean, I, I'm never going to play one of them dubbed, except from I do want to play that one in here. <laughs> and they're uh, how ridiculous because that was when they threw some money at it, you know, dubbing um. The side story, man who, man who gave up his name. I can't remember the exact name of it. Uh, um, so Kiryu's got a full English voice actor now, which I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> he's, he's, he's too iconic. Um, but yes, but like back to Laputa, I was like looking through the cast, and I think he he was like probably from what I was reading the only one that actually seemed to give a good performance. The rest weren't so hot, apparently. Yeah, oh. people generally are pretty down on dubbed um, Ghibli movies. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I know it's meant to be pronounced Ghibli, mm. but because they spell it with a G-H, yeah. which is always good, <laughs> <Ghibli. laughs> yeah. I'm always correcting myself in the wrong direction. I get it. In Spanish, it's the same, Ghibli, Ghibli. Yeah. But you say Ghibli. Yeah. Ghibli. Why did they put that H there? <laughs> it's just the, I don't know, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like oh, an yeah. Italian word. <laughs> yeah, because you know Miyazaki, he's obsessed with machinery, mm. and he really likes Italian machinery. Yeah, and I mean you can probably see it in Laputa. It's, I mean, it's very European the aesthetic of this. Oh one. yeah, oh yeah. But like when you see Porco Rosso, you're gonna see it's a love letter to machines. He mm. loves machines. That's yeah. He's a pilot, right? Like there's lots of lots of airplanes in that film. From yeah, what I've seen I, yeah, there. I think so too. Yeah. Like when you, in, the, in the museum, there is a section that is like, um, quote unquote, his studio, and it's covered in like sketches. And then you can you can look through his reference books, hmm. and it's mostly European streets. Okay. Yeah. Well, European streets and a lot of cars, <laughs> a lot of machines. So, yeah. up until recently, I hadn't seen many Ghibli movies. Mm. Tell you what, I have seen mm. is every single Pokemon movie. Absolutely. And they're all so desperate to be Ghibli movies. Oh. So they'll often visit some fanciful European town and they'll have, like, the baddie has some big complex machine. Mm. There's flying castles. There's, like, there's always some magical grove that's super peaceful and it's in nature, but then the humans come and try and corrupt it. But then Ash and Pikachu team up with the legendary Pokemon and protect it and (laughs) nature prevails, like... Okay. Yeah, the Pokemon very movies are very wannabe Ghibli. Oh, wow. Like, not so much the show, mm. but the films are pretty separate for the mm. most part. Have you guys seen Mean Girls? Uh, yeah, like, like years, ago. years ago, but of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, remember when it's like, 
stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not going yeah. to happen. That's how I feel. That's how I feel right now. It's not. No, it's not going to happen. But the entire, like a lot of anime would love to be Ghibli, right? Oh, it's of oh yes. Yeah. Like it's like well, it's, it's like Disney in the West. Just like the, like I really was enjoying the the designs of the the airships and the the mm-hmm. flying machines that the the pirates used as well. Like the little like um, like like flying bug ones they've got. They were great. Yeah. Well, they, oh yeah. They basically have the hover bikes that we all built in Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I loved I loved those designs and uh, just like the actual workings of the, the the airship as well, and then obviously the the massive military airship, the Goliath. Oh, the um, Goliath's cool as hell. <clears throat> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, the pirates. I was wondering if you were thinking this actually um, yourself, Luke, like when you were watching it, like when the pirates first. Obviously, there's a bit of a change of tone with the pirates, kind of partly through the film, but. In the first few scenes of the pirates, where they're, you know, chasing after Shita and Pazu, um, and they're kind of lumbering about and not doing a great job of it, and <laughs> just wrecking the places they go, I was getting big Yiga clan energy from them. I don't know how you. Oh, I guess that. so. Yeah, but see, my the only thing I can think about the pirates is that by the end, once they're we once we like them. They were just like Tetra's crew from Wind Waker. Oh yeah, oh my yeah, yeah. I knew Especially like, <gasps> yeah, they're all they're all dudes, but the leader is a girl oh, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's brilliant. That's a great comparison. I like that. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, You're right. And like, I'm sure that's no accident either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the, the pirates Probably were great. Not. Like they were probably my favorite part of the film. The pirates. Like I love the scene um, where Pazu and Sheeta are having like their you know, big big chat up on the uh, the lookout, and um, yeah. Dolan oh, we and the rest that of the pirates, in. they're all listening in through the pipes. It's brilliant. <laughs> I also, I, I, I mean, I love this in anything, but the way we see them from the outside, and it's like, oh, look at these big bad tough guys, mm-hmm. and then once we get a look at the inside of the life, they're just they're all these Softies. sweet little boys yeah. living yeah. with their mum. <laughs> And like she's the first girl they've met in their life, basically, yeah. and they're all yeah. literally <laughs> falling over each other to be nice to her. They got the 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 gag of them like each turning up at the kitchen, but the, the person, <laughs> and there's like that cut, and he just sees is uh, one of his mates like peeling potatoes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Such a good gag, loved it. Yeah, very funny. Like this movie is funny. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of very funny moments. Really. I feel like so this. The tone of this movie, mm. obviously, it does get deep in places. Yes, but it feels like kind of a, just a fun adventure for kids. Oh yeah, and as Ghibli goes on, mm. it's less and less that, right? Mm, I agree. If you compare that to the Boy and the Heron, mm. like the latest film from the same director, it's night and day. Which is, I guess, is the same thing that's happened just to kids' film in general, right? Like, mm. I often hear parents on podcasts saying like. Yeah, it's nice that every film teaches kids about grief or whatever, but can we just have a fun <laughs> film again? <laughs> like, can I take them to a Pixar movie without having to explain death to them afterwards? <laughs> Do you think that's why but the Mario film was... I was about to make the same point, Jay, because like, yeah, Mario has ended up being the highest grossing animated film of all time. Oh, yeah. no way. Yeah, it made like a bill. Congratulations. Um, And partly it's just like, because I, lo- I like that film. I really enjoyed watching it because it's full of Mario. It's just fun. But it's not a good film. No, but it's fun. But yeah, I, th- I think people are just in the mood for like, can I just take my kids to something where the goodies win and there's some laughs along the way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've like, been watching that ad nauseum at work yesterday. Mm. And I was like, oh, has it come out on one of the streaming services? No, one of the kids got the remote control and rented it. <laughs> <laughs> so the staff are like, well, fuck, we paid for a week. We're just going to put it on on loop. <laughs> <laughs> So over the course of the day yesterday, oh, I basically king. watched the whole film, but just in random king. bits. King, man. But it's like, I, I I, can't be mad at that kid, because whoever left their credit card information on the machine... That was on them. It's on them. It's you on don't them. do that in a building full of children. No, absolutely not. Because <laughs> the kid would just been like, oh, Mario movie, great, click on that. Exactly. Yep. Do you want to pay? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, babe. Yeah. The, I was actually just having a little browse through the the, the Wikipedia article um, 
for the film and there's a quote here where Miyazaki is talking about like making the film um and he said he wanted to make an old-fashioned adventure film that'd be a pleasure to watch so that's just you know exactly fits the bill yeah. what you were talking about there right so yeah yeah and, it, and, it is. and but one of the reasons i bring that up is because because this is like kind of an adventure film mm-hmm. the structure of it where you've got at the start he's just a he's a young boy he's orphaned he's got big dreams of adventure he's literally got like he's drawn on his wall that like he wants to go to Lapita. yeah it's his manifest manifestation yeah. wall Honestly, <laughs> he is he is every like JRPG protagonist. Mm-hmm. Just like young yeah. boy, no one really cares about him, but then oh, he's he's gonna go on a big adventure with this girl. He's got this power, and they're gonna go and I'm like, yeah, how many how many RPGs start exactly that way? Every every JRPG protagonist prior to Cloud Strife changing the game, <laughs> they all wanted yeah. to be all right, and then they're all lads. amnesiac badasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But then we get to, um, I feel like it's it's come back around a little bit to more of the, the sort of, I'm thinking like Xenoblade 1, he does have the amnesia, mm. but he's also more of just like friendly young guy living with his friends again. Yeah, and Rex and Xenoblade 2, yeah. he's much the same. I, I get the impression that Xenoblade 3 cast is a bit more Cloud Strife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. The other, um, what's the boy called? Paz? Pazu. Pazu? Pazu? When we were watching it, I was, I actually turned to Mercy and was like, this is Ash Ketchum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he, he's got his baseball cap on, he's constantly just falling over and just barely achieving things through mm. gumption. <laughs> mm. And like, I can't tell you how many of the Pokemon films, the, the finale is about Ash having to climb up some big thing and he's always almost falling off it. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Wasn't that like, all the way back in Pokemon, the f- the first movie basically has that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Mew, like, Mew and Mewtwo accidentally launch him up into the top of the building, and he has to clamber his way back down. And he's just so constantly falling on his butt. Oh my god! I remember two thousand. He's got to climb some structure as all the birds are fighting around him. Yep, yep, yep. He's got to go and put the yep. little stones in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And that one is the one with the baddie and with the big flying fortress that is very. Mm. Similar to this guy. Oh, yeah, wow, okay, so there was. I had that film Although on VHS not... and like, watched it on Same. loop when I was a kid. Uh, the one, two, and three I had on VHS and watched over and over and over. I remember me and a friend, we, um, I think, our, like, both our parents bought, it was, it was Pokemon 2000 and Digimon the movie, which is like the first Hell yeah. three Digimon films kind of pired together for one. And I remember really wanting the Digimon film. Really wanted it, but I never got it. <laughs> I had all four of those, and then by the time of the fourth movie, I think I was just buying them myself because I was what thirteen or whatever. Right. But I remember I saw the first movie in the theaters, mm. and I saw the third movie in the theaters. But mm. the second one, like I was still young enough that I had to be taken to a movie, and no one would take me. Right. So when that movie came out on VHS, it was like I was like it was like Christmas Day. And I'm like, I'm going to go in the living room and I'm going to watch this Pokemon movie. No one disturbed me. <laughs> it's like, I need my, my Pokemon need the movie fix. 2000 experience. You know? None <laughs> of you will take me to the theatre, uh, so I'm having it now. <laughs> my dad offered to take us, uh, like me and my friend, to see the Digimon f- film because he'd had a rough week at work and he wanted a few hours to get. <laughs> so, <laughs> just had a nice long snooze in the cinema. I, my there. uncle took me to see it and I get the impression there had actually been like my family had like drawn straws or something. <laughs> Does he want like, to take you? Yeah, because be- and I get it because like I loved that film. It's a mess. Yeah, like it's a disaster. Like imagine watching that film and not knowing Digimon. <laughs> oh, it would be. I guess it would be like so overwhelming, like overstimulation. I want to say. Yeah. I would be like oh. you're just cutting from short movie to short movie with all these characters who are not really introduced. Yeah. <laughs> It's like hallucinating almost. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder my parents were like, what, what, what is this you're into? Yeah. Yeah. What, what the hell? But I think that's, I think I mentioned this before. One of the reasons I love Pokemon and Digimon so much mm-hmm. is because a lot of the things we were given as kids, mm. Star Wars and Transformers, whatever, it was just my parents' stuff repackaged. Mm. But Pokemon, like, my parents had no clue. Right. So it was like mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was his own thing. Yeah. Still, it's something. 
But, but maybe the reason that's not so much the case here in Japan mm. is because you can draw a line from Ghibli to Pokemon. Yes. Like those little fox guys crawling around on Lapita. Mm. That could be an evolution. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. And like a lot of a lot of the Ghibli movies are full of like just random little creatures and critters and Yes, and they, they also connect guys. movie like Ghibli movie to Ghibli movie because yeah. those things, those ferrets, they appear in Nausicaa. Oh nice. As well. So Look, I remember when I first came here, you know I've got that t shirt with all the Pokemon on it. Yes. And it's got like a big Snorlax in the middle. And like most people are like, Oh nice Pokemon t shirt. And then there's like an older fellow and he's like, Oh Totoro, nice. <laughs> I'm not going to correct you. It's fine. <laughs> there, there ain't no way, man. So maybe that's part of the reason that Pokemon caught on, even with the slightly older crowd here. Mm-hmm. The actual... Um, I don't think we've actually spoken about the kind of inner castle, the underbelly of Labrador much yet, mm. have we? Um, no, yeah, they do go inside it. And it's like... From the outside, it looks like a sort of medieval castle. Mm-hmm. But once they get into it, it's very sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to go inside a shrine. Um, very much. In, Bre- in Breath of the Wild, or Tears of the Kingdom, for that fact. Um, it even has um, illusory walls that they can go through. <laughs> All right. You told me about it, too. Yeah. I really like... Like, Lapita is super scary... I mean, it, what I like about Miyazaki's storytelling is that he doesn't tell us everything. He's very much a, a show not tell kind of mm-hmm. guy, right? And I love it. I absolutely adore it. But also, I'm like, man, I want to see what else this this thing does. I mean, I mean, we know how scary it can be, but I also want to know how good the technology could have been for for the humanity for humanity if it weren't for fucking Muska. Yeah. Right. Well, Nintendo also do that a lot of just like, here's this really fascinating world. Want to know more? Tough. We just made it so that you could run around in it. Yeah. Like... <laughs> so, thank you. He has like this attention to detail and like he creates this incredible like universe like in The Boy in the Heron, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the most recent film that I've, that I've watched yeah, from yeah. him. So, I, I gotta refer back to it. But, Person like... who's only seen Boy in the Heron sees the second film. This is big Boy in the Heron energy. What do you mean? <laughs> it's the, the Boss Baby tweet. It's a famous tweet that was going around where it's like, what? man who's only seen the Boss Baby watches his second movie. Oh, this has a lot of Boss Baby vibes. <laughs> what the fuck? I can't believe you're so online. How have you not seen that tweet? No, I've never seen that tweet. I've never seen that tweet, but thank you for no, showing me. I've not seen that tweet. I can picture it in my mind. As, as we identified in with that random meme you referenced on, was it Game Game Show? Like, no, it was on, it was on this. I was on this. Right, there we go. Like, I think your your circle of internet is very different from anybody else's. <laughs> I think it's because yeah, because I listen to a lot of podcasts. So if it becomes a meme on my podcast, right, I just assume it's a meme for everyone. Okay. <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> yeah. I don't listen, actually spend that much time on the internet. I spend time on the internet, but only like to see them. Yeah. Yeah. Them. I'm referring to my boys, and my boys. I'm referring to my two characters from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. As she said that, you can't see this, but she pointed to the wall behind us, which is just covered in posters and figures. Of <laughs> I see the shrine. Jono and Mista. Yes, it's a. It's oh, it's a, a shrine. It's a for You've sure. seen my Princess Peach shrine. It's like ten times the size of that. I just really like them, man. I just think they're neat. <laughs> I just think they're neat. They're very handsome and sweet, and also I have a Mario poster here. I saw it's yeah. nice. But down. I would have like more Ghibli merch if it weren't so expensive. Mm. Because sometimes, especially the robot, like I want to have like the freaking pots to put some flowers or to put, I don't know, herbs, whatever I want. And it's like 4,000 yen. And I'm like, mm, no thanks. I'll pass. I'll just look at it from the, from, you know, from the distance. <laughs> and the merch is incredible though. Like lately, they've really been up in their game with merch. They've been like really doing it. And also, Lapita's anniversary was a couple of years ago. What is it? Is it 50th anniversary or something? I don't remember. No. <laughs> 25th. Uh, 25th, yeah. 25th. 25th would have been two years ago. Give it a few years. <laughs> it came out in 1986. So. Also, context, I'm really bad at math. So. Yeah, Jay, Jay also <laughs> apparently is because the 25th anniversary was two years ago. And you're saying that the 
No, we're in the oh, 30s. Wait, no. the I'm thinking. Th- I'm thinking. Th- I'm thinking. Th- yeah, yeah. Let's, 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 let's no, 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 no. We're, we're all we're all bad at math. It was the yeah. 35th, but that still doesn't mean we're that close to the. Mm. Oh yeah, 84 because 86 is when Final Fantasy and Mario came out, not when Lepta came out. Yeah. So next. So yeah, year... we are only 11 years from the. 50th. And I think next year is going to be its 40th anniversary. It's a good thing that we just talk about computer games and that and aren't expected oh, to be in, good at real it, adult skills like math. It came out in 86. Yeah. Oh, no, maybe the Western. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. Maybe the English Japanese. dub was 86. Yeah, release date August 2nd, 86 in Japan. Oh, yeah. Oh, then never mind. Nausicaa um, was 84. Oh, okay, I see. Hmm. Yeah, 86. Okay, so it's three seventeen. So yeah, it would have been the thirty fifth anniversary. Yeah, 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 and that's yeah. why I saw like in in the stores they were celebrating and everything. Hmm. It was the thirty fifth anniversary. Come get your stuff, and I was like, man, I want to get my little grubby hands on something, but I can't. <laughs> y'all, y'all really rike up that price. So I'm like, bro, I really want that robot. How how can I get him? I'll get, get you him. a robot eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I once had like the. Um, it was oh, it was really nice, but I had to sell it to come to Japan. That it, it was a music, it was a music box, mm. and it was the robot, and it had the That's theme, cute. the music, and I had to sell it. Oh, but it was music was great in this film as well. Just, just oh yeah, the music. Um, I mean, across Ghibli, right? Joe Hisaishi. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he and me as like your pals. Mm-hmm. If me, if Joe Hisaishi is not there, I'm gonna riot. Oh, this it's kind of like um. Christopher Nolan and Hans Zimmer. Oh, when he does yeah. a film without Zimmer, like you can tell, mm. it really misses something. Like Tenet was just not up there with the other, the others oh, in terms of music. A, a variety of other reasons Tenet was not. Up well, there. and I think a lot of the reason was because he wasn't working with his regular crew. Right. Uh, so oh yeah. Probably right. Yeah. yeah. Joe Hisaishi also makes the music, the music for Kimitachi uh, mm. So okay, of course. I think even we were talking right. To bring this podcast all the way mm-hmm. back around. Mm. At the start, we were talking about the scene where she's falling. Yes. Even the music was very similar to the jumping from the sky music. Oh, really? In tears. I know it just had that little like. <laughs> the uh, what's the musical mm. term for that? A, a glissando? Is that what? How, how to say that? Oh wow! You, you've out music termed me, my friend. <laughs> I'm pretty lazy. sure I'm going to Google that because I might just have you know. Uh, no, no, yeah, a con- continuous slide upwards or downwards. There we go. Glissando yeah. um, is a term that indicates the, the oh my God, why why is it in Spanish? El deslizamiento continuo de una nota a otra. So like the the continuous sliding from a note, from, a, from one note to another. Hmm. It's a transition. Yeah. Hmm. Um... But yeah, music was great for the whole film. Um, and it just to kind of talk about the um, you know, ties to Zelda again, like when people, when the Mario movie was announced and there were people started speculating, like, oh, are we going to get a Zelda film or, you oh. know, a, a Donkey Kong film? People were saying, oh, I'd love to see a Zelda film, but it would have to be done by, it would have to be done by Ghibli. It would have to be done by Ghibli. The and word on the street is that we're getting a Zelda film from Illumination. I hmm. hate it. To me, the only acceptable Zelda film mm. would be Ghibli-esque animation, mm-hmm. yeah. silent movie. Oh. No no dialogue whatsoever. Mm. That, I think, Link's... could be spectacular. That would be boring. Not even just not Link. <laughs> no dialogue. Link's, Link's gonna talk, man. Link's gonna talk. <laughs> well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> That's how I want no. him to talk. Exactly. No. Dinner. <laughs> it's gonna be horrendous. Who knows? Yeah. You know. Hopefully, they are aware of all the things that we are aware of. <laughs> I don't think Ghibli's I mean, ever gonna animate that. No, no, no. That, no I, least... I, 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 I don't. I can see Ghibli themselves well, doing a it. Surprising, but like, to... A surprising amount of Ghibli is adaptation, though. Yes, it's based on like a book or a comic or one. But like Miyazaki's not gonna do that. You know, like yeah. maybe when he's dead. <laughs> if 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 he dies. Yeah, like how Lego. Didn't start doing Star Wars and stuff until the original creator died. Yeah. Because he didn't want to make war toys. Maybe Goro Miyazaki's going to do it. Who knows? Maybe maybe he's going to do it. I think he should team up with 
um, the Dark Souls Miyazaki. Wait, who? Because the the guy who made all the Dark Souls games is also called Miyazaki. Oh, okay. And to me, that's the Miyazaki my head goes to first. Ah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I would love to see another, like, if another, like, obviously, I don't think Ghibli would do a Zelda film, but, like, another anime studio. To well, they're not anti-games, because they did um, Nino Kuni. Yeah, Nino Kuni. That's but true. But that's an original game, yeah? Yeah. Um, but, like, a lot of, like, anime studios have been getting involved with, kind of, game properties lately. Mm-hmm. Like, like the first one that jumps to mind is um, Trigger. Did, uh, mm. did the Cyberpunk uh, oh anime, yeah, which was really good, like 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 such a good anime, and um, I don't know if it's an anime studio or just a just a general animation studio, but the Castlevania um, animations mm. are on Netflix. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, which the new one will probably be out by the time this cast is out, which I'm very very excited for. Oh, um, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it's gonna it's uh, adapting um, Rondo of Blood, so it's gonna be my boy Richter Belmont, my favorite. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, who? And, <laughs> um, and it'll probably lead into uh, Symphony of the Night. So yeah, very excited. And um, yeah, I'd like to see like an anime and like an animation studio, like a more kind of traditional hand drawn animation. Well, you know what I mean. Um, rather than Illumination style, I just I don't think that's yeah. gonna work. Right. So many people have done, like, speculative Zelda and Ghibli style on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's... Oh, and also I mean, because... Happens, man. We've already seen... We see 3D Zelda all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to see something different. Mm. Even with the Mario movie, that's a bit of the complaint. Like, in ten years, the games are just going to look like that. <laughs> maybe, yeah. 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 But, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe I am wrong. And you guys are right, and maybe Judy's gonna say, "You know what? Fuck yep. it, man." <laughs> maybe that's know. what uh, Miyazaki wants to do as his that's next. That's why he's maybe... coming back for his final film. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Miyamoto got in touch and said, "Don't hang up your hat quite just yet, old boy." <laughs> I've got. A <laughs> Imagine if you. <laughs> Miyamoto and Miyazaki made a Zelda film together, and that was how they both retired. That would be honestly would very be... badass. Yeah. Be a good yeah, way like, to go okay, out. He... Get your fucking movie and leave us alone. And that's it. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I thoroughly enjoyed this. And in um, finding it on, on Netflix, I discovered, I think, literally, maybe not all of them, but pretty much most of Ghibli's libraries on UK Netflix. So Yes, it's not on, it's on every Netflix except, except Japan. Japan's. Yes, which I suppose makes sense, I guess. Yeah, but I, it's fine. We can just... Um, right. I have other legitimate streaming services where I can watch the yes. Ghibli movies. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and I cannot stress enough, please watch the rest of Ghibli. I think it's worth it. I think you're going to find your favorite film. I think you're going to see yourself in in you know in one film or another. And, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. It's just good. And also, if you're a weave like me, then it's a must. <laughs> We're definitely going to... At least one or two more we're going to end up covering on this podcast. Mm. Maybe not during yeah. this season. Maybe if we eventually do a Breath of the Wild season afterwards. Mm. Um, also, keep an eye on Films and Filth mm. on the Podcastio Podcastius Network, mm. uh, which currently we're not doing the top 100 films because we're taking a break from Struck Work. Mm. But once we get back on that list, there are a couple of Ghiblis on that list. Hell yeah. A couple Ghiblis. <laughs> <laughs> Some lovely jubbly Ghiblis. <laughs> Just as a potential still in the Tears of the Kingdom season that apparently Nausicaa's got um, some inspiration maybe for the depths potentially mm, I could um, see that yeah Lapator in the sky Nausicaa in the depths yeah Lapator on the streets Nausicaa in the sheets <laughs> Christ <laughs> well, I've enjoyed that where can we be found Luke <laughs> Well, if you have enjoyed this, you can find us on Twitter at HyroleFieldPod. We're also on YouTube, although I never remember to upload to YouTube. Mm. We're on Facebook. But we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on all of your podcasting apps of choice. Make sure you give us a five-star rating. Make sure you share it with your friends. Mm. Like and subscribe. 
And if you want to help support the podcast and find links to all the other podcasts, even if you don't want to pay any money, head on over to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. There you can find the list of everything we produce. And for just a dollar a month, you can help keep everything online and you can listen to stuff as soon as we're done editing. Patrons will probably be listening to this one literal months before the rest of the public. <laughs> because we're just going to keep this one in reserve for next time we all miss the recording. <laughs> Excellent. And, uh, Mercy, do you have some sage words of advice for our listeners this week? Word of advice? Hmm. My word of advice is that you clean your sheets once a week. Because the dust is going to accumulate and you're going to be sneezy. You could have ended up with nausea sheets. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Look, look somewhere, hey, everybody. Bye. Bye.